Welcome to Fresh Bread from Candy's Kitchen. I'm excited to share a little thought that I have from the Word of the Lord with you today. Today we're going to talk a little bit about fear and about faith. Fear is a very emotional feeling that we all have from time to time, and it's, it's very difficult to shake. Uh, fear sometimes comes because of knowledge of things that we've known that have happened in different situations. But sometimes fear is also irrational. But fear is something I believe that comes to every one of us. It can be a fear of a little mouse that runs across the room and you jump on a chair. Or it can be, let me tell you a story about a real fear that I had. I don't know where I acquired it. I traveled on airplanes from the time I was nine years old. But something happened to me, and I became very fearful of flying. And I remember we were on vacation in Florida at one point, and it was the night before we were to fly home. And I didn't tell anybody about this, but I was awake all night. I was uh, pleading the blood of Jesus over the airplane and over me and my family, I was, I prayed every which way I knew to pray. Lord, guide the hands of the pilot as he takes us. Lord, put angels around. I, I mean, I, I prayed everything that I could think of. And then I would wake up and I would pray it again. And I guess I thought I was really taking care of everything. And then I, you know, had to get on that airplane the next day. And it didn't matter that I had prayed all night long. I was sitting on the airplane and I've got my eyes closed and, you know, praying, you know, inside going, going through the whole gamut. You know, I need the angels to guard. I need the blood of Jesus. I need protection. I need, I mean, everything. And I was, it was, it was really an out of control fear. Got home safely, and it wasn't long after that that I was going with some friends out to Arizona, and to get there, we were going to fly. And again, it was that fear that just struck me like crazy. And I remember sitting on the airplane about to take off uh, for Arizona, and I had my eyes closed. You know, I'm acting all strong on the outside, but on the inside. And I am praying all of those prayers that I prayed like I did when I came home from Florida. And I will never forget this. Uh, it was as if the Lord just spoke to me. And he said to me, do you remember the story about the disciples on the boat? And how I calmed the waves and the, and, the, and the winds and everything was calm. And I'm sitting there. I'm a great Bible quizzer. <clears throat> well, I maybe used to be kind of sort of when I studied. But I, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I remember that story. And the Lord said to me, I believe it was him. He said, I am with you. Just like I was with those disciples on that boat. And then there was just something that spoke to my heart. And he said, you have to be able to overcome the fear that's in you and have faith in me. Now notice the me <laughs> for you to do what I want you to do. 
And it was at that moment that I believed the word of the Lord and that fear absolutely went away from me. And from that time, I have traveled. I've traveled pretty much around the world at different times, being able to speak. And every time I go somewhere, it's like I had to overcome that fear with knowing who was on my side. I had the Lord in the plane. I have the Lord in my heart, and he will do me good and not evil all the days of my life. So I was thinking about that story, and I had been reading in the book of Mark, and I came across the story in Mark chapter 4, where uh, Jesus, it's, it's a very interesting story. Uh, Jesus has been teaching, and I, my guess from just thinking about this, uh, what happens, Jesus is absolutely exhausted. In the flesh, he's exhausted. We know that uh, the God of heaven never slumbers nor sleeps. And yet, while he was on earth, God manifested in the flesh, he was flesh. He he lived uh, he lived like like we live. He ate. He slept. He uh, got tired. So we have this story in Mark chapter four, where Jesus says to his disciples, he said, "Let us pass over unto the other side." Now, looking at this story and kind of dissecting it, I, I'm thinking, okay, if he says, if Jesus says, let's go to the other side, I'm assuming that if you get in this boat, you're going to the other side uh, because that's where he wanted to go. And so they get into the ship, and then it also says there were also with him other little ships. So here's Jesus in a ship, and then there's all these other little ships going with him. Whether or not he asked all these little other ships to go with him, I don't know. There, have, there were times in the Bible where he was, he was heading out and people were so uh, desirous to hear more teaching and get more miracles that some ran all the way around the, the land to get where he was going to land uh, on the ship. And there were people that would get in ships and try to follow him. So I don't know who these other ships were. But I know that the people in these other ships were getting ready to experience a lot of what happened to the boat or the ship that Jesus happened to be on. So as Jesus gets into the ship, he is so tired in his flesh that he goes to the uh, stern of the ship and he lays down on a cushion or a pillow. So Jesus lies down and... I don't know how many seconds it took for him to go to sleep, but he was out. Uh, I would love to know, did Jesus in the flesh, did he snore? I don't know, but I know one thing. He uh, was one that would go into a deep sleep and nothing really was waking him up. Because while he's asleep on this pillow, there uh, arises a great storm of wind and the waves are beating into the ship. And this, and then uh, King James says that it was now full. So here we have Jesus sound asleep, 
there's water coming into the boat. The waves are horrendous. Uh, I remember one time being on a, on a little boat with my grandfather and down around Sanibel and Captiva, and it was the scariest thing ever because water kept coming into that boat. And so I, that's just, that wasn't something horrendous like these guys, but that's the memory that I have. And so now these guys are experiencing a real deal storm of wind and waves and water in the ship. And I can imagine they're probably trying to get water out of the ship. And it's just, it's, it's a scary thing. Why is it a scary thing? They know people get into storms and uh, boats capsize. They know that People die in the middle of these kinds of storms. And from what I've read, uh, storms could come up very, very quickly. And so it did. And so Jesus is snoring. Let's say he's snoring. He's, but he's out. He's sound asleep. And they are panicked. And so they, they go to Jesus. Now, this is, this is someplace where I look at the story differently yesterday and today than the way I've always looked at it. I've always looked at it as if they were waking up Jesus to do something about this storm. I don't believe that now. I believe they are just waking up Jesus saying, hey, hey, we're all about ready to die. You are too. And they say, master, don't you care that we perish? I, I don't think that's a hey, we're all getting ready to die. Please do something. They're, they're just saying, hey, master, you're, you're asleep. Don't you care that we're all just getting ready to die? And I, I saw that just a little bit differently. And I don't know if Jesus was aggravated at them for waking him up because he had already said, let's go to the other side. That's not in, in the story, but I mean, I can just surmise that. And Jesus is like, uh, I, 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 like I said, I don't know if he's aggravated at them, but he gets up <clears throat> and, he, and he rebukes the wind and he says to the sea, peace be still. And there the wind ceases and there is a great calm. Now, in talking to my friend, Jenny Mast, Jennifer Mast, excuse me, Jen, uh, she referred me to Psalm 107, where it's talking about the stormy wind and the lifting up of the waves, and they cry unto the Lord in Psalm 107. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still, then are they glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. He brings them to the other side, in other words, in this story. And oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. So there, he's, he, he is the God of the storm. He's the God of the winds, and he's the God of the waves. And 
He has all power over nature and he can say peace be still and he can walk on the water and he can divide the water. And so God is in charge here and he says, peace be still. And we had this miraculous miracle. So don't forget the guys in the other, the little ships that are surrounding them. They're in the same storm. They're going through the same thing. And now, and they're probably over there fretting, but Jesus isn't on their boat. And and then all of a sudden, everything's calm. And they're like, you know, a woman didn't write the Bible, so we don't know exactly what they're thinking. But we can kind of imagine what they're thinking. They're like, wow, what just happened? And then I believe it's in verses 40 and 41 that I've always misunderstood. And, and I, I really struggled with this until this afternoon because Jesus, it's like he's chewing them out or correcting them or however you want to say it. He's chastising them. He's like, why are you, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why are you so timid and 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 and, and fearful? Why why don't you have faith that's a gift from me? I think Jesus here is reading their minds. And I don't think he's reading his mind their minds and thinking Oh, why didn't they have faith? Why did they have to wake me up? I don't think that was it. Because in the next verse, verse 41, it says, They feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I think the disciples, when Jesus stands out there on that ship and says, Peace be still. And everything went calm. I believe that they were getting a lesson in who Jesus was. Chapter 4 comes uh, very quickly after the fact that Jesus had chosen the 12 apostles. That was in chapter 3. I don't think when Jesus chose the apostles, they really understood who he was. He was a man that had called them and they had seen some things out of him and they followed him, but they didn't really know who he was. And so I think here in Mark chapter four in this story, Jesus is looking at them and saying, don't you have faith in me? You, you, you woke me up so I could, so I could be distressed with you. But if you knew really who I was, there's no reason for you to fear. You just need to have faith in me. I am the one that can calm the seas. I am the one that can divide the seas. I'm the one that can walk on water. I am God. And I think what he's saying to them is get a revelation of part of my character where you don't have to be so fearful, but just trust in me. Now, that's easy to say because we as humans don't always have the faith in God that we need to have because there's things that, that, that scare me. There's things, there's uncertainties of the future that I, I just, I don't know about. 
And I know that God can do anything. But my faith hasn't or can't be in the fact that I know he can and think that he will, but he will do what is right. He looks into our souls. And the question is, does he see faith or faithlessness? They did not understand that he was the God that could calm the storm. They didn't get it when he said, let's go to the other side. He does control the wind and the waves and the storms. We have to have faith in him. We have to have faith that he's doing what's right. When we see Jesus as he really is, it takes away a lot of our fear. I was thinking about the story of the Apostle Thomas. He wasn't in the room when Jesus first walked through the walls and and all the other disciples saw him and saw the prints of the nails in his hands and all of that. He, he wasn't there. And so I, I think Thomas gets a bad rap, but Thomas is just like, you know, I, I want to see this for myself. I, I'm not going to believe you guys. Now, there's probably reasons why he didn't believe all those guys all the time. But when Jesus comes and to the room when Thomas is there and he shows him, immediately Thomas says, I, I don't have to put my, my fingers in your hands. He says something very interesting. He says, my Lord and my God. When he saw who Jesus was at that moment, the fear went away and faith began to build in my Lord and my God. There's another little clip in the Bible that says, there will come a time when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Why do they bow? Why do they kneel? They bow and they kneel when they recognize who he is. It was, it was Jesus on that boat. And when they got that revelation, it was mighty powerful. And Jesus, he, he kind of shows them, you don't have to be fearful. You just have to have faith. Have faith in me. I wish I could have been on that shore that day. Because I would imagine when they all got off of the boat, that all the people in that other, all those other little boats were going, what in the world happened? And somehow I believe the apostles on the boat with Jesus, they were able to say, oh, you're not going to believe it. The man that calmed the storm was Jesus. And all of a sudden, their understanding has been enlightened. Oh, that I would have faith in God and trust him for who he is and share it with those that I know. Fear needs to go. Faith needs to be strong. And faith needs to be strong in the who, in Jesus Christ, who has all power in heaven and in earth. 
God bless you today. I would say just take out your journals today and just write, who is Jesus to you? And maybe share that with somebody. God bless. Have a wonderful day.